0: Full court press. There is no stopping this team! The eggies, the jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it.
1: Merrill for the lead! He's good!
0: It. It's the full court press with Eric Fransen and RJ Salvisar. i hate
2: to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manager a team. Y'all getting paid millions.
0: The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
3: Hey, what's up everybody? Eric Franson and Ajay Salvison with you here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in today, wherever you may be, however you're tuning in. Uh, if you want to weigh in on anything we're talking about, 435-339-0321 on the Guild Mortgage text line. A lot of great compliments and uh, conversations yesterday. Let's keep
2: those rolling. Yeah, uh, we, we we do appreciate the compliments. Absolutely. Yeah, we do. I put out a thread today. Because, I mean, I got out of the can and saw all the great tweets we had, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is really nice of people. And then I realized, like, what the context of the conversation was, and I was like, oh, crap. And I kind of felt bad. And so um, I do appreciate the people who listen to our show. Uh, You're awesome. It's great. Um, But we we recognize,
3: uh, you know, what if you're in a, larger media market and the games that you have to play in those situations. Yeah. It makes it well, sometimes difficult. Well, and, and well for some.
2: okay, I mean, can full full disclosure like, I mean, you I work both sides of the fire here and so I and I love both gigs. I love working with you. I love, you know, being a part of Aggie Sports the way I'm able to be a part of it. Um and it, it's a blast both ways and so to attack someone Who, I mean, I don't know how much, you know, whatever, how much say he had in that. But to attack him and say he's not an Aggie guy. He graduated from Utah State. Loves the Aggies. I love the Aggies. You love the Aggies. I mean, it's just, can't we just all get along and be a happy family here? Do we have to attack people? That's, that's why. And it's so, I mean, I get it. And again, I greatly appreciate it. I know Eric does too, the the compliments and the listeners who get it for our show. But, uh. That was, that was kind of, I had to put out a thread today, kind of say, "Hey, look, don't you really need to go after somebody for it. It's not really worth it. Not, it's not his fault. Yeah. Really? Like, I mean. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not. And, and, and again, he, he does love Utah state. Um, and I, and I, and he's given me an opportunity in, in, in so many ways as well, just like you have Eric, um, which is great. And I, and I appreciate it. Um. And so I, I had, and it's unfortunate that it took me 24 hours to do it, like to stand up for him. It it, it's really, it's, it's bad friendship. It's bad coworker (laughs) ship, um, on my part for not standing up for him. I mean, the idea, like I get it and I I actually don't disagree with it because of where they're at, but for me not to stand up for him, um, just shows how bad of a friend I am, um, at times and how oblivious I can be at times. But, uh. So on and so forth. Well, no, you know people want to hear about the Aggies, and that's what we're going to do. That's what we do here. Yeah, that's what we do here.
3: Um, yep, happy to be able to provide that for a lot of Aggie fans. We'll continue to do that today. Uh, yesterday, we heard from uh, a couple of people on the uh, defensive side of Utah State football, Coach Bonda, Justin Rice. Um, it's it's exciting to see what's happening there. Justin Rice, by the way, never. I don't think we mentioned this uh, media. Put him as the number five best linebacker in the conference. Yeah, coming into the season. Yeah, which, if I'm uh, Justin Rice, I'm just looking at my chops like I'm going to prove you yeah, are wrong. Yeah, I'm number that's, five. That's way below Excuse where me? I
2: should be. Um, hey, real. Before we go any further, can I send our condolences out to former Utah State assistant coach Rick Karius? Uh, him and his beautiful wife lost their baby uh, just a few oh, days ago. I've They've been that... fighting for Macklin. Been fighting for his life. Yeah, was uh, too bad. And and uh, just i up succumbing to the uh, the effects that he was going through, and and so our our thoughts and our our prayers go out to to the Carius family and the loved ones as well, and uh, we're thinking of them. Rick Carrius is such a good dude. I don't, I wish we would have had him on our show too, because he loves to talk on the radio. He 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 feels like it's a blast, and um, yeah, he's a good guy. But again, our, our thoughts go out to him for losing their little ones. So that's too bad. Yeah, that's a bummer. Darn it. Um. And then, hey, we're going to talk a lot of high school football today again, right? Region 11 season kind of kicks off this Friday. I guess not. Kind of, it does. It does. And so we got we got three, uh, two schools right now. We're looking on a third school if if the other individual texts me back. But you'll hear from a couple of play-by-play guys uh, as they get ready to broadcast. Bobcats will be John Newbold and Rex Davis as his uh, partner in crime. Uh, and then uh, who's the other one we had? I can't remember. So who we have lined up for today? Newbold and who else? Uh, Dave Simmons. With Thank Ridge you. Line. I cannot believe I forgot that. And his uh, his comedian pal, Nick Zollinger. So he'll be on there as well. But we'll have Dave and and John. We're excited to talk to both those guys. Great, great dudes. Honestly, really fun dudes. Passionate about their uh, schools that they cover, and they do a phenomenal job. So looking forward to talking to them here in the uh, in the second hour. Um. Oh, we have actor, athlete, coach. I gotta find where that flippin' audio is. Because the only reason why I want to keep doing this is because of uh, it's because of the intro. <laughs> That's the only reason why <laughs> I like the doing this. Only reason worth really continuing is. this. Uh, it really is. This segment. the only. Is it maybe this? Maybe it is. I'll have to listen to it. Anyways, as long as I know where to find it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta find it for you, too, dude. Yeah. Oh, this might be it. Come on. So yeah, we'll be doing that this hour.
3: Um, Like we mentioned, Devontae Henry-Cole, Brandon Bowling. we'll hear from them. Do some high school previews for Region 11. And, uh, Ajay, we've been a little hesitant to go in too much detail about some things with uh, high school football this year. (laughs) Yeah. Because we just wanted to make sure we could get stuff squared away. But I think we're okay to let the cat out of the bag now.
2: Well, it's your honor, so go ahead, my man. We've been – We've been
3: pursuing this for a few years now. We've been doing the research. We've been talking to broadcasters around the country, learning from them, watching them. And we've been doing a, a deep dive on research and cost analysis. And uh, we're finally to the point where we are ready to pull the trigger. We are rolling out a video that will accompany the uh, the audio when we go out to do play-by-play. So, if you uh, want to watch the uh, Ridge Line and the uh, Bonneville, if you want to watch Green Canyon versus who are they playing, uh, Crimson Cliffs, yeah, um, you can turn on your radio to our family radio stations that'll be doing the play-by-play as they have done have done for decades, uh, or you can pull up Cash Valley Daily and be able to watch the game there and hear our uh, tremendous group of play-by-play. Announcers, Ajay, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and we were just thinking, like, all the experience and the teams that we have here
2: doing these broadcasts, I mean, it's pretty phenomenal. Dude, what was it like to sit in the same room as Al Lewis and Rod Zundel? Well, Al Lewis, Rod Zundel, Craig Hislop, I mean, it was a riot. I mean, I don't mean to leave out Craig either, because he is one of the best, absolutely. But Al Lewis is a Hall of Famer in the Utah broadcasting thing. Rod Zundel is well. I don't think we need to introduce who Rod Zundel is. Like, and then you got to sit in a room with both of them, and I'm like, "Huh? That must have been pretty cool, actually. Al and Rod in the same room, and of course they know Craig. And I mean, you got AJ Knight, who's really, really good. He'll be absent this Friday. He's got some other things he's off to. But uh, um, in fact, I actually might be calling a few of his games this year because I think he's gone a couple more times. So God bless you all. Praying for you. Uh, we're praying for. <laughs> The listeners as well. That uh can make yeah. it through. Anyways, no, yeah, we get, we, I mean, again, so really John exciting. Newbold, Dave Simmons is great too.
3: Yeah, next chapter of what we're doing, I mean, Newbold's been doing this for more than 15, 15 years. Yeah. Dave Simmons has been doing it for almost 20, if not more than 20. Um, you know, Al Lewis, Hall of Famer, as you mentioned, he's been doing it for a long, long time. So has Craig Hislop. He's a longtime broadcaster on radio and television. And then uh, Rod Zundel. A part of our crew as well, so I'm uh, really excited for this next chapter and what we do and, and how we cover high school athletics and, and make it easy for you to find, can listen I, to, and watch. It can I cost just you a
2: dime? Say it the NFHS thingamajigger can go eat a piece of moldy cheese <laughs> because the Cash Valley Media Group was able to go to the district and say, Look, we've been doing local sports, we've been helping our local our county been able to listen to all these teams and all this local coverage of high school football, basketball, and all the other sports for how many years? And for you guys to walk in and say, nah, we're going to do it differently. And for the district to say, actually, you know what? They have been covering it. And I think it's only right to, to share the credit or give those who have been loyal to us the most, uh, the opportunity. And so credit to them. Um, I'm excited about this. Piranhas just texted in actually, and, oh, dude, I just lost the internet. Are you serious? How did I lose the internet already? <laughs> I don't know. This is bullcrap. Oh yeah, there it is. Peranus Texas and says, uh, video along with broadcast is awesome. Nice work, excited for this. Thank you. We are too. We uh, actually watched just, a little demo last week. It was cool. Oh, uh, really cool. Oh, and the commercials were awesome. We were I'm really like, excited. Oh, it was so fun.
3: Just uh keep in mind in these first few weeks, you know, this is all new. We're trying to walk before we run, and in some cases we're crawling. So there may be a few hiccups along the way. You but, mean
2: run before you walk?
3: Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it's going. But you know what? We've got a great team here who's making it work. And uh, <laughs> really, I have to give a lot of props to our play-by-play teams, especially our veterans, who uh, we've we've done quite a few changes over, over the, just the last few years, technically how we do things, and we just pulled another change on them. They've been adapting to it, and uh, they've been good sports about this. So... We're really excited. And really, honestly, Ajay, you kind of pointed to it, but really the biggest prop needs to go to our local athletic directors and the, the, the districts. They have yeah. been great to work with us through this. They've been great partners, uh, very helpful along the way. They deserve a lot of the credit for helping us get to this
2: point. So we're really excited. Dude, I can't wait. And, you know, I um, I found it, by the way, our intro. Your internet. The intro. Yes, and I found the internet, by the way. Okay, but I found good. our intro. <laughs> um, but I just think the coolest part is be able to watch the games. Like like parents, you know, who are at home and they don't have the broadcast, like, you know, TV or whatever, we don't have to ever worry about KJAS coming down and broadcasting the game to watch it or having to get to the stadium. Now, Eric, people, in, I mean, we'd love to see what the game. Absolutely. That'd be great. But for those who are unable to go for whatever reason – you now can just go to your computer, click on cashvalleydaily.com, see the stream, click on that and boom. That's all you have to do and it's there. That is amazing. Like you know how awesome that is? Well, uncertainties with
3: COVID, uh, it's yeah. still out there. Yep. Some people still uncomfortable with going out in large crowds and I can't fault you for that. Um, but uh those people can still watch from home. If you've got a relative two states away, they can follow along as well. So, really excited to be able to do this. Yeah, meet fun. It'll, be, It'll be, awesome. be really exciting. So,
2: yeah, it works out. We'll see how it goes uh, week one and then go on from there. But, uh, yeah, good stuff. Hey, uh, something else that's exciting is to watch former Aggies involved in
3: uh, summer so cool. basketball so in cool. the NBA. Uh, last night it was Nimi again for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, they faced the Wizards last night, got another win, and uh, uh, Nimi started. Uh, he had six points, one block, one steal, one assist. And six rebounds, very active, and ended on with a uh, plus 18 for the team. Uh, Saw some reports from the area that they're they're pleased with his progress because he did have some ankle soreness last week, so he missed some practices. So they're feeling like he may be just a little bit behind in understanding some of the concepts, but he's making up for it in his attitude and how quickly he's moving around. The other thing they say that they love about him is how much he's talking on defense out there.
2: Dude, he was a really good communicator. I was able to see it first person. He was a really good communicator on defense. I mean, he's telling people where they need to be. And he got better by the year because he knew more. He was educated more. He saw more. Like His vision got better defensively. He could see things going on in the corner from the wings, left and right. He saw things before they'd happen. He got really, really good at that. Yeah, so really pleased to see
3: uh, how he's coming along. Hopefully his feet are feeling all right. Uh, in a game going on right now, the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Miami Heat, and Sam Merrill is uh, has been able to see some uh, playing time. It is pretty cool. Three points, one assist, two rebounds, one of three from three. Uh, so far he's played about nine minutes. He is coming off the bench. But uh, this, he wasn't able to play in the first game. Uh, he's kind of a relatively new new addition, so that may be part of why he's uh, kind of rolling into things just now. Not quite in the starting lineup, but good to see Sam Merrill getting some minutes with this uh, with this new
2: team. And then speaking of the NBA, Utah Jazz have uh, signed a two-way deal with Trent Forrest. Still happy because I thought Trent Forrest has really progressed on the uprising uh, on the team just in regards of his shooting, uh, de- decision-making, being better with the ball. So, good to see that Utah Jazz stepped up and, and, and uh, put him on a two-way.
3: So, um, D- Dan Clayton, our good friend, a friend of the program. Love Danny. Salt City Hoops. With that news today, uh, I want to go back through, and uh, he provided some details about what this lineup now could look like for the Utah Jazz. So, the depth chart could look like this. You're starting five, Gobert. Bogey, O'Neal, Donovan Mitchell, and Connolly. Your <clears throat> second unit, Whiteside, Rudy Gay, Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, and it could be Butler. Uh, then your next unit, uh, Doke. That's a Udoku uh, Azabuke, uh, Eric Pascal, um, he says that uh, could be Brantley potentially there, and then Oni or Hughes, and then Forrest. Trent Forrest signed a two way deal with Utah Jazz. Now, here's where he says there's some asterisks. He says Oni and Brantley are both non guaranteed, so he thinks that they'll likely keep only one but add another two way. So, given your choice, Aj, between Oni and Brantley, you can only keep one. Which do you keep? Oni. Absolutely. Mie. Yeah.
2: I just I haven't seen enough from Brantley to think that he's NBA caliber yet. Mie, I have. Maybe it's because he's got more minutes than Gerald, and that's understandable. But yeah, I, I think Oni, without without question.
3: I'm with you. I, I like Oni's development. Um, uh, Brantley's certainly probably a stronger player.
2: On the perimeter, but I think only just has more experience. Hey, five three oh eight, ask a good question. Why Royce O'Neill over Joe Ingles?
3: Because Royce O'Neill's your primary defender.
2: Yeah, but he can't score. I mean, I guess he's not supposed to score. He's you supposed got other guys to defend. To do that. Yeah. yeah, maybe. And I guess you you've pointed this out before, but Ingles is more of a secondary leader for that second lineup like he's the one that Quinn Snyder puts out there as like the leader of both offense and defense communicates through him to the team while on the court so right
3: and one of the notes from Dan Clayton he says I'm less bullish on Forrest than some but it's still nice to have an emergency point guard option especially in a two-way slot who knows the system at least until the Jazz know if Butler can reasonably fill in there See, should they ever encounter uh,
2: simultaneous guard injuries? See, that? I don't think Butler, should be, I think Butler should be in the G League. If he's not playing Summer League right now, what makes you think that he's going to be ready to go in the NBA come October? Well, they're not holding him out because they don't think he can compete. It's a health issue. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why, like If you're not going to play him in Summer League because of health, why put him in the NBA, like in the opener? What, what's the difference? And he'll, get, he'll
3: get some run in the preseason. I don't know how much they'll use him during the regular season, though. Yeah.
2: Third, right? Third lineup, you think? If that. But I Maybe. guess that third lineup's still kind of deep, isn't it?
3: Because Connolly and Mitchell, they usually trade off on who the point guard is for that second
2: unit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean,
3: it's not a total line change like you'll see in hockey. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually there's some starter out there with this, whatever else, second unit gets put together. Still, that's a lot of depth and versatility.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I would, uh, I wouldn't say I would be surprised. Um, I would, I would be intrigued to see if Butler got like early regular season minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, if he's not playing in summer, summer league right now, then, What's the point? Well, if you're not healthy, you're just not healthy. Glad not to say you're going to be permanently not healthy. Glad we drafted him. That in was Drew great. Injury heal. That's wonderful. Yeah.
3: It's possible. So, anyway, that's uh, kind of a, an update on what's going on with the NBA. Um, some references to Nimi and <laughs> Sam. Good to see them going. Hopefully, they get some more opportunities. Hopefully, Sam gets
2: more minutes. Yeah, that's the other question, is how many minutes is Sam going to get? He'd be a good rotational player. I'm not saying that because he's from Utah State. I'm saying because I really think he'd be a good rotational player. Uh, currently, I you know this game is
3: it's the end of the third quarter right now. Okay. But as uh, as far as everybody on the Memphis Grizzlies, starters and bench guys, Sam has the best plus minus. He's at plus
2: 12. Hmm. Grizzlies are up by eight. That's good. That's a start. Yeah. Two seven seven six. The difference is three months. AJ. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh,
3: they announced their preseason schedule just the other day, didn't they? Utah um, Jazz and starts in October.
2: Dude, I didn't even know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Wait, does it start at the end of October, or in mid October?
3: Okay, here we go. Jazz announced their preseason schedule. The first game is Monday, October 4th at San Antonio. Wednesday, October 6th at Dallas. Monday, October 11th versus New Orleans. And Wednesday, October
2: 13th versus Milwaukee. Do we air those games on our station?
3: I don't know. I think it's up to us if we want to take them or not. Oh, okay. I don't think, well, I don't know.
2: Well, October 4th. When we was were Monday, over on the other six, station, 11th, no. We wouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. Over
3: here on the fan, we <clears> might. I'm, we'll have to talk to the old uh, program director. Nothing's happening without his thumbs up. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> uh,
2: 2776 says uh, two months, by the way. Two months. Oh, two months. Well, make up your mind, 2776. Is it three <laughs> or two? All right. I think you said three, and then we talked about the preseason schedule and realized it's. It's not that far away.
3: Feels like it is though. I'm I'm glad that we're to a point where an NBA schedule can start and stop on traditional times again. Then guys can finally get a regular off season.
2: Yep. Be it's nice. good to have back to the of uh rotational. Hopefully we can they can everybody can stay healthy. We have no COVID issues and we can get back to complete normalcy that is the goal another season when everybody else chases the uh the teams with the most money really because the jazz didn't have the most money and everybody was chasing them in the regular season right <laughs> we
3: don't need to go down that no
2: board. really let's go down that road since you just if it was the other way around you know you'd be swinging for the fences there right all the teams with the money were chasing the Utah Jazz go ahead Eric Comments? Just going to look good. Oh, jeez. They're going to be good. I'm excited for them. Yeah. You should be.
3: Hey, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, um, actor, athlete, or coach. Are we doing that now? Well, and also we've got uh, comments from Devontae Henry-Cole. Brandon Bowling is a newcomer to Utah State. Mm-hmm. We'll hear about those guys as we kind of focus on the, uh, the running back position and another wide receiver interview. As we continue to prepare you for Utah State football, their first scrimmage coming up this Saturday. Uh, those interviews coming up next here on the Full Court Press.
1: Ascent Aesthetics is quickly becoming the choice of those looking for Botox, fillers, skin care, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, and more. Doctors Blotter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat have assembled an incredible staff that want to meet and help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. At Ascent Aesthetics, it's always education first. Visit Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Go to ascentaesthetics.com, that's ascentaesthetics.com for more details.
4: Did you know you could do most of the rock, block, and paper projects around your home yourself? It's true, and Castellite and Logan can help. Their friendly, knowledgeable staff will help you on those projects and more. Why go anywhere else? You can find everything you need for rock, block, and paper projects under one roof at very competitive prices right here at Castellite in Logan. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go, online at Castellite.com.
1: Hey, golfers, Victory Golf Works, Cache Valley's only premier indoor golf facility, wants you to play your best golf by getting fitted for the right clubs. With all major equipment brands available like TaylorMade, Callaway, Ping, and Titleist, you can be sure you'll find the right clubs at the right price. Receive personal golf lessons and club fitting from PGA Pro Tom Davidson. Gift cards for any amount are available to use toward any product or service. Victory Golf Works, 1077 West, 130 South in Logan. Visit VictoryGolfWorks.com. The Aggies are
0: number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
3: Eric Franson, Anjay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. If you want to weigh in on the Guild Mortgage text line, we always love to hear from the listeners. Good, bad, or other. There's a lot of others sometimes. 435-339-0321. Uh, Ajay, we've been featuring a lot of players uh, here for this upcoming Utah State football team for their season, which is coming up here soon. Uh-huh. And uh, it's been fun talking about Has talking to fun. the coordinators, talking to some of the new players, talking yeah. to players who've been here for a while, and just, you know, how is this year different? Or what's, what's this coaching staff like? And uh, our good friend Al Lewis caught up with a couple of these guys. Uh, one who was here last year, but he was still kind of a newcomer. And then another one who was a brand-new player to the system as well. First, let's hear from Devontae Henry-Cole, the transfer from the University of Utah. Had moments last year for Utah State. Started, had some good moments, um, and uh, brought some experience to Utah State. It's been a battle with that... Uh, that running back group in the spring, there wasn't really a clear number one back. And after my conversation with uh, Anthony Tucker, I don't think that they philosophically have a number one back. Nope. They do. I would say that. Um, but still, they these guys can come in here and have be big impact guys. So Al Lewis got a chance to catch up with Devontae Henry Cole, get a feel for how he's doing and what his vision is for this upcoming season.
5: Devontae Henry Cole, who, again, transferred to come into Utah State to, I think, probably thought he was going to play one year. Uh, Was it hard to make a decision to come back and play another year?
4: No, it wasn't. You know, I think it was best for me to come back, you know, get more film. Last year was kind of a struggle for, you know, the whole team. But this year, we're looking good and we're excited to play this year.
5: Are you surprised that
4: as many guys came back as they did? Yeah, I am, honestly. You know, we got a new staff. We we love the staff. And it feels like we're playing like d1 football again you know like last year with the covid and just everything going on like losing everything it's just we weren't happy about that but now we're like we're excited you know we're we're ready to execute execute the season
5: and there are a number of new guys coming into the program like you did last year but it's a new coaching staff it's a whole new system it's probably like everybody's starting all over no matter what it's not like anybody's brand new or
4: anything exactly so for us to be as a team we just have to just stay humble and You know, we have a new staff, so we got to bear, like, you know, just be patient and then just go on the season and have a great season. So
5: what did you really feel about last year? Did you take anything out of there that you learned a heck of a lot about? Did you play enough? Did you get enough chances? What do you feel about that?
4: All I need to say is just that last year was last year, and I just have to do better than last year. And then this year is my, my last year, and I just have to just go all out with a bang.
5: And it looks like there's quite a few players at running back who could play. I mean, you got a lot of playing time last year, but there's guys in there. And, and of course, we got the transfer from Oregon State that's coming
4: in, too. Yeah, we're at you Reno. Know, we, we, like you said, there's a lot of running backs, but we're all dogs. And with this offense, it's a speed offense, so it'll be we have a rotation and everything. So, you know, different pace, you know, different style of running backs we have. So, I think it will be good for this offense. Mm-hmm. So,
5: w- if I was going to ask you what kind of runner you are, it, or does everybody – with, and the running back group—are they all about the same kind of runners, or is there somebody who's better at a certain thing or whatever among the group? What do you say? You know, we all
4: we have—we all have our you know traits. We all different and stuff. So me, last you know, this whole time in college, I thought I was a balance back, but now I think I'm more like a you know aggressive, like a downhill back. You know, like I love running over people. I used to like shaking and stuff, but you know, right now I just I got I put on weight and stuff. So me as a running back, I'm more like a downhill power back. And then we got um, Josh Calvin. I mean, um, Calvin uh, Tyler, he was, came from Oregon State. He's, he's a pirate back, too. And then we have Gentry, and I think he's a balanced back. He can do a mix of both. He can shake. He can run down people. And, then you know, just as a, as, a, as a team, you know, as a running back, we just have different type of talents. And,
5: uh, again, for you, you like you said, you changed coaching staff last year. Now you're changing this year. What's the offense like? Do you feel like it's a similar type of offense is it something like you've run before or is this something brand new for you
4: you know i've been through a lot of oc so i'm used to this offense i i believe i went through like five different offensive coordinators so (laughs) i was at utah i went through a lot of people um coaches there so with this offense i love it you know i'm used to it so nothing's nothing's different for me Mm -hmm.
5: And. Overall, this offense, I mean, I I know for sure you guys want to do so much better production-wise than what you did last year and stay on the field and and be able to run the ball and also with the receivers, throw the ball with this kind of
4: system. Well, me personally, you know, we have, like you said, we have our White House that's talented, you know, we got new receivers, we have all that stuff, but me personally, I think the core of this offense is going to be through the running backs. Me personally, that's my opinion, so, but you know... It's good that we have our receivers to open up the run plays for us, you know. So I think this this is going to be an exciting year. Mm-hmm. Devontae, has
5: it been to spend the whole year with these guys and to go through all the offseason stuff and that, has that been fun? What can you tell us about the feeling of this group of football players?
4: It's, it's, it is it's fun, you know, like coming from Utah. It reminds me of Utah um, when I was at Utah, like the, the boys out here. You know, I made a lot of friends. You know, off season, I had a, like a hiccup, but you know, I it it motivated me to be what I am right now. So I've I feel like became stronger, faster, and all that stuff. So um, off season with the boys, we we did a lot of training and a lot of footwork and all that stuff. So yeah, good to get into it. Yes right? sir. Yes
5: sir. Can't wait. Washington State off the bat. How about that?
4: Washington. That's going to be a great team. You know, Washington Tape's a good team. I, I already. Played against them when I was at Utah, but it's going to be two good teams going at it, so yeah, it's going to be exciting. You and Calvin gotta be really excited for that yeah, game. Oh so, yeah, Calvin played them too. Yep, so we're, we're excited. So you know, we just like as the offense and actually as a team, we just have to be accountable and just you know just um be be there for each other and like if if something's going down, we can't just give up. We just have to just keep fighting, you know. So that's one thing that we need to be as a team and. We will have a great season. Okay. Yes. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Devontae Henry Cole there with Hall of Famer Al Lewis. Um, look, we, we talk about some of these guys that have been here at Utah State for a little while, and it's a new coach, it's a new offensive coordinator. Devontae Henry Cole, five? This is his fifth different offensive coordinator since he's been playing college football? That's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Huh? Yeah, that speaks to the resiliency of a lot of these guys to be able to just roll with it and do what you can to still uh, give your best every day and figure it out. But he's uh, talking about how he's added weight. He loves to uh, be a, a physical downhill runner. Um, and it sounds like there, this is a, a group of running backs who have differing styles, which is great. Then as an opposing defense, you don't know what's coming at you and yeah. one play, you may have a downhill runner
2: that's going to smack you in the face. Another one, the guy's going to be shifting Shifty. and dance around you. Well, again, and then it's, you know, with the offense they want to play, it's, it's being able to get into the backfield, run a swing route, want to run a wheel route, run maybe an angle route. Uh, I, angle routes are so tough to cover because he darts about four yards to the right side of the field or left side of the field, angles towards the hash, and then just takes off towards the middle of the field. And if a linebacker has to pick that back up, they're screwed. They just they have no chance at all. And if you can get good speed running backs like that, it helps your offense immensely. But then, like you said, having a downhill running back, it's just exhausting to have to switch back and forth and have to tackle one or the other.
3: Right, and it can really wear a defense down. Absolutely. It's been that uh, makes a big difference in that fourth quarter. Uh, another, guy, another transfer coming to Utah State who's looking to make a big difference is Brandon Bowling. He was with Coach Blake Anderson at, at Arkansas State. And uh, Coach Anderson referred to him as um, kind of the, maybe I'm paraphrasing here, but but uh, basically always the bridesmaid, never the bride, because there were always. Can we use that as an actor, athlete, coach? Because <laughs> there were always some great, like high-profile wide receivers at Arkansas State who were routinely the offensive player of the year in their conference. Brandon Bowling was always there with them and always played a really significant role along with them. So sometimes the other guys got the spotlight more than he did, but he was always in the mix and always doing things and helping the offense. And uh, so, again, here's another guy who comes to Utah State from Arkansas State, followed Coach Anderson here, knows the offensive system, understands what Coach wants, understands how Coach speaks, and I think it's going to be a great asset in this first year for uh, Blake Anderson. And uh, Al Lewis once again uh, here this time talking to Brandon
5: Bowling. Brandon Bowling, um, one thing's for sure in the spring football game, a guy who really stood out was you. You made lots of catches, <laughs> lots of plays. Mm-hmm. But Coach Anderson says that's the way you play. Uh, give us an idea of what you're trying to do as a receiver out there all the time, Brandon. Well, I
6: mean, to make the big play—that's that's certainly the goal as a receiver. You, we're we're game changers. That's that's what we do. That's our job is is to change the game and make those plays. So. Um, whenever the ball gets thrown to me, I just try to make the most of the opportunity. Um, whether I'm, I'm blocking for my teammates or making the play, it, either way, I'm, I'm doing whatever I can to help the team.
5: But I, I like you look like the kind of guy who'll catch the ball in traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go for, uh, be kind of a tougher, yeah, tougher receiver.
6: Yeah, that's I'm not I'm not afraid to come across the middle and, and make that
5: tough catch and take the
6: hit. Um, that's that's something I'm not afraid to do, and that's, that's sort
5: of part of my game as well. Well, Brandon, I just talked to Logan a few minutes ago, Logan Bonner. Mm-hmm. He said, you guys were teammates and roommates, mm-hmm. but he said, I was going to transfer but I didn't really tell anybody Mm -hmm. because I thought maybe you and he were a package deal to come here to Utah State and it doesn't sound like that really that was kind of the way it worked out originally
6: at at first no um I knew he was leaving but I my plans originally weren't weren't to leave I was going to plan on staying for my last year at Arkansas State um and then kind of tides changed a little bit and and I decided to, to transfer and the first ones to reach out were coach Anderson and coach Cephalo so they reached out and obviously I reached out to Logan because I mean we've known each other for almost seven years now Um, roommates you know all that stuff so um, yeah coming here was a was a great opportunity for me to experience something new and um, to spend my last season with coach Anderson and coach Cephalo was really important to me. So
5: really you were not going to transfer but then when it came up or whatever and the opportunity was there and you get this extra year and all this other kind of stuff uh, any regrets on that or uh, do you do you leave behind anything there or or do you just feel like hey i've done enough and now let's go do something
6: else yeah i mean like i said experiencing something new Uh, i've never been to this side of the country um to be to be able to live here for a year would have been something that i wanted to look forward to do um i don't have any regrets i i I certainly miss some of my friends in, Mm -hmm. in arkansas um, but I've made a ton of new friends here and a ton of great teammates, so certainly no regrets at all.
5: All this time you've been in college, what uh, have you? Have you finished degrees? Have you? Mm-hmm. Are you working on seconds or thirds? Yeah, or how does I, that work?
6: I, uh, I graduated last summer, so I am um, a graduate student here, working on my. Um, okay, what's what's the word I'm thinking of? Master's. Uh, yeah, masters, yeah, okay. there you go, and sports management. So. Okay,
5: uh, and. Uh, I, I get the feeling if you're the kind of receiver you are, you're probably okay with school. School's never been a deal, but mm-hmm. ha, what has been the college experience for you like? And now, put it into words of what this has been like to come in with a kind of a new group for you mm-hmm. to experience the off season, get ready for a season where, I mean, none of us really know what to expect. This team won one football game last year. We got a new coach. Mm-hmm. Some of the, a lot of the same players are here. All that kind of stuff. What's going on?
6: Well I think I think you kind of said it nobody really knows what to expect. I mean, even some of us players don't really know to, what to expect. Um, expectations are very high for us. Um, everybody in that locker room knows how good we can be, and the coaches know how good we can be too. Uh, we just got to go out there and, and execute um, I, like i said we're we're very, very confident in the locker room. Expectations are high, so mm-hmm. you
5: like the receiving group which even got added to in the even after spring football? Yeah.
6: Uh, I love the receiver group. Every single guy in there welcomed me with open arms, um, helped me in any way that they could. Uh, any kind of questions or concerns, I would always ask them. Um, they've been great.
5: Mm-hmm. Is, it, is Coach Keaton coaching receivers? Is that what he's doing?
6: No, Coach Keaton's the, the running, running coach. back coach. Running back okay. Coach I'll Cephalo get, is the okay, receiver coach, coach
5: Cephalo, yep. who, of course, uh, has been in this area a little bit more. I think he was a Boise, Colorado guy. Yeah, he played, bit, at, so, uh, yeah.
6: yeah he played at Colorado. I think he's from... Boise, Idaho, Mm -hmm. I think. So yeah, he's been around this area a little bit.
5: Okay, so uh, but uh, what is what can you tell us about the offense? I mean, you probably have kind of run this offense a little bit the last couple of years. I can't imagine it's a whole lot different than Arkansas. Yeah,
6: State. it's it's a little bit different. Um, the main the main thing is going to be keeping up the tempo and, and going fast and, and getting the signal fast and getting ready fast. That's going to be the number one thing. If we can do that, then we're going to be a really really good offense. If we can't, then that's going to be a problem because that's how this offense operates: is fast and getting ready and getting going. So.
5: Brandon, were you a part of the Arkansas State team that ever played here, that one team that came here a couple years ago?
6: I think that was in 2016. Um, I was I redshirted that year, but I okay. didn't come here. Okay, you didn't come. But up. I know I, I think Utah State won that game. Didn't yeah, they? Uh, yeah,
5: they won here, and, and we lost down there when the, we'd been That's down right. there. As yeah. a, I remember right. it and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but the old stadium down there, I, I read the stadium mm-hmm. down there. They just renovated it when yeah. we came down. It's
6: very, it's a very nice stadium mm-hmm. down there. I'm, yep. I'm impressed. I'm, what do you, what do you, do you think? About this this one's a lot nicer than the one in Denver. Well, I like this one a lot. This is
5: a little different stadium than the one Arkansas State stadium. You have a nice view of the mountains
6: in the back. Yeah, it looks really, really good here.
5: Okay, what what are your interests in what are the things you like in your life?
6: Uh, I love to golf. That if I have any free time, that's what I do is I golf. Um, I know there's actually qu- quite a few guys on the team that love golfing too. So any, anytime we get free time, we'll, we'll, we'll find a course and play golf.
5: Do you get much of that though when you're trying to get ready for a football season. No, especially <laughs> not during the season. It, it, now, what's well, the season during, starts,
6: yeah. during the summer? Yes, we have plenty of time to go out there and golf in off season, but. During the season, no, not not much time.
5: Have you already made quite a few new friends, new guys, that maybe you never expected you would ever meet in your life?
6: Yeah, I mean, everybody's been great. I'm, I'm extremely thankful that they welcome me with open arms, and uh, it's been great so far. Well, I
5: look forward to just your playmaking and just making the tough catches and some of mm-hmm. those kind of things. We need a possession guy who will yeah. get first downs and mm-hmm. make catches there, and those are tough plays, and, and you Absolutely. did that in the spring game. Let's hope that will continue, because, again, this could be a fun year. Yep. I think we we'll look forward to it. Brandon, nice to meet to, you. Nice to meet you. Thank you, guys.
2: Brandon Bowling, the golfer. I'm excited. Yeah, he golfs, huh? Yeah. Bet him and Al, like maybe. Links? No, I guess. I'd I'm be sure after
3: it. the interview was over, they were swapping a lot of stories about yeah. I was like, I'd probably have a better handicap than go you. Go, like how well he does. Yeah. Talk no, but you. I think he'll fit in. Me too. Uh, he, he me too. He kind of reminds me more of like a Jordan Nathan. Yeah. Absolutely. how he could be used. So... No, I think it'll be a nice addition to have him. I think there's a lot of depth and uh, versatility in that wide receiver core for Utah State coming up this year. Um, it's going to give uh, a lot of options to Andrew Peasley or Logan Bonner, whomever it ends up being.
2: Yeah, and, and look, as long as we have a quarterback that just gets our receivers the ball on time and in the right spot, that's all I care about. Because the, last, the quarterback last year who started our games couldn't do that. Just, I mean, over chucking receivers by ten yards, then blaming the receiver for not running the right route, which he was running the right route. Like I just want a leader on the field. I want to see a quarterback who actually leads. This please, I beg of you. And doesn't cuss out his teammates on
3: the sidelines. I mean, I get it. Yeah. If something goes wrong, you gotta show some leadership and hold no, people dude, accountable. There's but a
2: way to do it though. Yeah.
3: Hey, some uh, of the things we saw last year on the sidelines were
2: really Unreal. 4034. Four. The over under for USU wins this year is around 3.5 at many sportsbooks right now. Are you taking the over or under? Over by lot. Over. Law. Yes. Over. Over.
3: Easy money right there.
2: Yes. Thank you, if, Vegas. If I were. You are morons. Uh, quick timeout here in the full court press. When we come back, who said it? Oh, man, I'm so excited. Actor, Dude, I was looking at a few quotes athlete
3: or coach. Uh, You can play along with us and uh, try to give your guesses as well on the Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321.
1: Crystal Vision is honored to be voted the gold medalist in Best of Northern Utah for optometrist and eye doctor. Thank you for your votes and trust in their business. To celebrate this award, they're offering a 20% off sale on their frames and lenses. Crystal Vision carries frames and lenses for your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com.
7: Les Olson Company realizes that having cutting edge and dependable computer hardware enables the front line of your business to get the job done. They also help you play defense with the most sophisticated IT security products available. Create an all-star work environment with the latest IT products and best support and cash value. Les Olson Company's managed IT is there for you all the way. Visit lesolsen.com to learn more. Well,
0: what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show.
8: What now, Chris Paul? He can opt out. He could become a free agent. He could stay there. I'm not somebody who says you should give him 30-plus million for three years because the reality is... He didn't play against the best of the best to get to the NBA Finals, and eventually the NBA Finals wore him down. That's just the reality of
0: it. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, ah. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
7: This is Nate Lampson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership? And we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience. Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all
9: things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Bright green cars, that's the only thing you need to remember as you're driving down Main Street in Logan looking for Jarek's fine jewelry. Hi, this is Jarek. We have a lot of people comment on the bright green cars outside, and some even talk about the building. But the overwhelming responses come when they step inside. Jarek's showroom was created to offer an intimate, romantic setting for couples to enjoy their ring-buying experience. Everyone is treated like a friend, with no price negotiation needed. Make your engagement special. Make it Jarek's. Come see us at 930 North Main in Logan. Just look for the bright green cars.
0: Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. 1069 FM-1390AM. The FAN
3: Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 1069 FM-1390 AM. Streaming on the 106.9 The Fan mobile app and 106.9TheFan.com. Okay, AJ, it's Wednesday. That means it's time for actor, athlete, or coach. Either you're a thief
8: and you steal, or you're a vampire that pulls... From the juice and the verb and the
0: synergy
2: of the group, or you add to. Five eight seven nine. I will never, ever, ever thank you enough for reminding us that we had that clip, (laughs) and for ourselves for finding the recorder. Oh man. I'm looking back when uh, 5879 had said, hey, <laughs> this was when I was hooked on to your show. And he wanted us to play that clip of the <laughs> Coach Calhoun vampire clip. Oh, man. I'm so it's grateful so for weird. that. It's so good. Oh, oh, my gosh. All right. Eric, do you want to go first? You do one and then I'll do one and then you do one. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go.
3: I, I just worry that we may have drawn from the same pool of quotes. I,
2: dude, I'd be really shocked if so I wrote if a we whole did. bunch of
3: them down just in case. Okay.
2: That's I'm excited, man. All right. Ready? Yeah. So who said it? Actor, athlete, or coach?
3: 90% of the game is half mental. Is that an actor? No, that's Major League Baseball outfielder Jim Wolford. Oh, man. 90% of the game is half mental.
2: Okay. Oh, boy. Star Wars is for nerds and virgins. What? <laughs> what? Who said that? Tell me: actor, athlete, or coach. <laughs> I strongly disagree with the <laughs> point of they're trying to make. Uh, I'm going to say uh, athlete. Very good. Colby Covington, UFC fighter, oh. lightweight division. Okay. <laughs> All right.
3: Uh, moving on. Larry isn't white. Larry is
2: clear. Oh, that was a coach. No, 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 no. It was an actor. Bill Murray, Space Jam.
3: Yes, there you go.
2: Very good. I was like, I swear I've heard that before. Larry isn't white. Larry is clear. Okay. Quote, I had a speech class in elementary school, and you know how teachers, when a kid is struggling to pronounce a word, used to lead them and say, Johnny sounds like, Johnny sounds like, I said it aloud, sounds like Johnny can't read. <laughs> Teacher told me to leave the room. <laughs> Uh, wow. Um, I'm going to say that's uh, an actor. It is not. It is an athlete, Shannon Sharp. Oh. Funny coming from him. Yeah. It's pretty clever, though. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty clever. All right.
3: Okay. Anytime Detroit scores more than 100 points and holds the other team below 100 points, they almost always win.
2: Uh, I'm going to say Coach It is Coach That was Doug Collins <laughs> <laughs> It almost always works Wow <laughs> Almost Alright You're going to like this one It's getting tickly now Squeaky bum time I call it Squeaky bum time?
3: i got going to say that's an actor.
2: One of the greatest coaches in soccer history. He was a Manchester United manager from 86 until 2013. That is Sir Alex Ferguson. Wow. Okay. That is what we, we need to have. That's colorful. Yeah, we are going to be using that a lot more. Squeaky bum time. Squeaky bum time. Or what was it? It's getting tickly now. <laughs> okay. All right.
3: Too fun. We're not attempting to circumcise rules.
2: (laughs) We're not attempting to circumcise. Actor. That was a coach. No way. That was Bill Cowher.
3: No way. Are you serious? I think he probably meant circumvent, but he said circumcise. (laughs) All right. He's not uh,
2: cutting any corners. Oh, I don't think I'm Oh sorry. Let me try it again. Oh, I don't think I'm a lot dumber than you think that I thought that I thought why once was. (laughs) I gotta go with actor. It is. It's Mr. Ben Steeler playing as White Goodman on Dodgeball. Oh. That's so many good quotes, dude. There's a lot of quotable lines there. He ran out of balls. He has no balls, Cotton!
3: Dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball.
2: That <laughs> yeah, was the first one I was just looking at. I was going to use that, and I was like, that would give it away. <laughs> it's a little obvious. It would give away. That's a little obvious. Oh, man. All right. Another give me one, for give me, me one more. Yeah, one more for me. Okay. If you're not first, you're last. Oh, it's uh, Talladega Nights. Gary Oldman. It was Ricky Bobby. Yes. Played by Gary. Yes, Oldman. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, wait night. wait was it Ricky Bobby Ricky Bobby or was it the dad remember his dad told him that oh. ah trick question very sneaky yeah very very sneaky <laughs> so good oh man okay one okay we, we got tough one we're gotta go to break uh one one more from you okay uh did it a Now I gotta find it. Uh uh-huh. yeah, never mind. Go ahead. Alright, well then I've got one more though. Okay, what's it. the difference between a three-week old puppy and a sports rider? After six weeks, the puppy stops whining. Ooh. Uh that's probably a coach. It is Mike Dicka. You <laughs> thought Popovich was mean to the media. Dicka had issues. Ditka. Some Good stuff. I used to call him Dicka. My dad would get mad at me. I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying, dude. What's his name? Ditka. Is it? Uh, yeah, but I used to say Dikka, Like, Dick, uh, without using the T. You get in trouble. I don't know. It's supposed to be, I guess, pronounced a certain way. <laughs> uh, hey, just a quick update on what's going on with the Memphis Grizzlies. It's
3: Going to uh, overtime, apparently. All right. Game's all tied up. 88 apiece at the end of regulation. Summer free basketball. I love it. Sam Merrill still stuck at three points, but does have four rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Oh, nice. Uh, 16 minutes of action. And he's a plus 10 in the plus minus. So hopefully get gets some more playing time before the
2: night's over. He's a plus 10 right now? He's at a plus 10. And how many points does he have? Three. Oh, so he just has that one three from the left wing. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'd like to see him shoot more. Well, he's one for four from three. Okay, so, so far. he just sucks. Okay, never mind. He's just not connecting. He's had opportunities. <laughs> want to see him shoot more. He's one for four. Never mind. Never Don't want to mind. see him shoot anymore. Pass the ball, Sam. Uh,
3: Coming up next hour, uh, a broadcaster's point of view yeah. of what's going on with the Skyview Bobcats and the Ridgeline Riverhawks. We'll talk to uh, Dave Simmons and John Newbold. And uh, certainly want to get Dave's perspective. He's had the first look at how we're doing these broadcasts and how that might change his world. So, Do you
2: want to make sure we have a positive review before we have him answer that on air? <laughs>
3: Let's, we'll,
2: we'll keep our fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> I, I really am excited to hear from Dave. Look, cream of the crop, Ridgeline Riverhawks, want to hear what he sees from them. Uh, Both, I mean, we we know who Kane Cox is, right? But who are the guys that we're not talking enough about? Um, who are the guys that we need to be watching out for? Uh, that's what I'm, that's what I'm really interested in is is seeing these things. And by the way, again, can't wait for these games to be broadcasted. That's going to be so cool. Be able to sit where I'm at, you know, and just watch it on my computer and and keep up with the great announcers and, and watch the game. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, you'll be able to not only bounce around different
3: radio stations to catch the action, but you can also Go between games on Cash Valley Daily as well, and they'll be archived there. So you can go back and watch them after the fact.
2: That's crazy. That, wait, so will be able to watch the games after the game is over? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Pick the game you want to watch in real time and then uh, go back and watch the other ones. So after. what I'd like to do is sit with Al Lewis. I want to critique him on some things. You know, help him. Because um, I'm going to be a Hall of Famer in the radio industry, and I just want to help him.
3: Uh, I'm sure he would really... Not welcome your uh your critique. I'm like, I about you step in
2: my office. I'm in your cubicle. let's watch this game <laughs> let's let's pull some things up and uh, <laughs> let's look at the details here Let's look at some of your mistakes yeah I think they go over real well. <laughs> <laughs> Eric wanted me to sit with you and talk <laughs> <laughs> don't throw
3: me into that. <laughs> I can hear the the bus backing up right now. it's gonna run over me. I'm Dan Patrick
10: and this is Above the Noise. The NFL sent a video to teams yesterday warning them about taunting next season. Apparently they're going to enforce the rule more seriously this season. It's a bit disappointing because we thought that the league had learned its lesson about handing out personal fouls. Four years ago they decided to allow celebrations and it's been great for the game. Of course you don't want players to go out of their way to show up the opposition. But the examples of taunting they sent out were hardly earth shattering. Basically guys just talking trash after a big play. Football players are big guys. They can take it, I think. I know it's supposed to be about the kids, but young players have common sense. They should know the difference between excitement and being mean. When it comes to the actual game, do we really need to find ways for the officials to have more influence, more penalties, taking more time? Hopefully the reaction to this story reminds the NFL that they're better off when they let players be players. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. There's one brand that pro athletes like Ricky Fowler and Carson Palmer depend on to help them recover and stay on top of their games. Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. You don't have to be a pro athlete to experience the fast-acting and noticeable relief of Level Select CBD. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com now. Use the promo code DAN40 for 40% off your entire order. That's right, 40%. That's LevelSelectCBD.com. Promo code DAN40. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. Stay at the top of your game with M-Drive, the supplement for driven guys who want to compete like they did when they were younger. Packed with clinically tested ingredients to help you fight back against aging, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone levels while adding vitamins and nutrients to boost energy and strength. You can go to mdrivedan.com. You get free shipping, 60-day guarantee. Or if you're out and about, Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. Join the community of guys refusing to let age slow them down.
9: If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695, North Main and Logan, across from Angie's. Old MacDarrel has a farm, and
0: appliance farm. Country prices and big city selection. E-I-E-I-O. When you're looking for a friendly spot to drive a little and save a lot, hey, own it. In beautiful downtown Benson. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and online at
11: 106.9thefan.com.
1: We are And here's what you need to know.
11: Loaded deck today in Major League Baseball. A handful of games still going on right now. San Diego's getting clobbered by Miami. At Petco Park, Marlins 7, Padres nothing. In the home half of the eighth inning. San Diego has all four hits in the affair. Washington leading in Queens right now over the Mets, seven to six. Tigers and Orioles in a weather delay. A's and Indians the same in the top of the first inning. Away from all that, the Dodgers are going to be missing Mookie Betts for a little while. He's flying back home to meet with doctors after his hip injury. He's been placed in the injured list. Twins shut out the White Sox one to nothing on a six inning home run from Jorge Polanco. Speaking of the Twins and the White Sox, excuse me, the White Sox, they have their festivities tomorrow, the Field of Dreams game on Fox against the Yankees. Tony LaRusa says Lance Lynn will be the starter in that ball game. Yankees did win today over Kansas City 5-2. I'm David Gascon.
0: It's the full court press.
8: There is no stopping this team.
0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools.
3: What's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, 106.9thefan.com. You can also text in and uh, if you got a question, a comment, a disagreement, or point is in a whole other direction, we could do that too. 435-339-0321 on the Guild Mortgage mobile app. So that's what we've got going on. Um, and so uh, so that's what we're going to be following. But um, Speaking of the mobile app, 4086, right on cue. Do you have any idea what days and times the Jazz, Grizzlies, and Kings will be on TV? My mother, who is in assisted living, wants to know, can you post them somewhere? Uh, here's the thing. Most of the games are on ESPN3. And so they're not on regular TV. Um, I do believe there are some games on ESPNU on Friday. Uh, in fact, uh, we will I'll get you an update on that in just a moment as soon as I find them. But that, um, most of those games are on ESPN3, at least the ones that uh, we'd be interested in. Like this Memphis-Miami game, which is going to another overtime, by the way. Uh, That game's on ESPN3. The Jazz play tonight against the Mavericks. That's also on ESPN3, so that's only online. Now, the Knicks and the Lakers are on ESPN2 tonight. So, there are a few games that are on main networks that most cable channels have available. But uh, the majority of the Utah games, the Sacramento games, the Memphis games, uh, those are... Usually online only. <coughs> like the Jazz play the Heat, Friday at 3 o'clock. That will be on ESPNU. Uh, if you, certainly if you have that channel. Grizzlies and Kings. That'll be Sam Merrill versus uh, Nimi Ketta That'll be 7 o'clock on Friday on ESPNU. So your best chance to watch the teams you're interested in
2: are Friday. Yeah. 3 o'clock and then 7 o'clock. Hey, it's a What Went Wrong Wednesday, Eric. Uh, a couple of things that went wrong for a couple of people. One in particular group. Well, let's start with Dennis Schroeder. I think we talked about it yesterday. Four years, eighty-four million offer from the Lakers. Dennis is like, nah. A, I'm gonna get me. I'm gonna get me a hundred plus. I'm worth a hundred plus. I mean, I'm. I'm like Chris Paul. I'm the Chris Paul. <laughs> Looks oh. around. Everyone's getting offers except for Dennis. Boston's like, hey, we got an offer from you. Great. One year, $5.9 million. There you go, buddy. Dude, how humbling is that? So that's got to be the agent, right? I'm sure it's a
3: little bit of both. Uh, but agents will uh, normally try to inflate maybe what you're really worth, try to get the best deal possible for their client.
2: Dude, that is so bad.
3: But still, I mean, you have a pretty good offer to stick with the Lakers. Well-run yeah. program with bringing in veterans. You know LeBron's going to recruit heavy. Yep. And you say,
2: nah, I think I can get more. Five years. Four years. One hundred I mean, it's 5.9 million for one year. Yeah, he left, what was it, uh, 78,
3: 79 million dollars on the table
2: oof what uh, 1570 rough. man the jazz should have got dennis definitely could have afforded him as a backup i'm a great translator 1570 if you want to relook at that <laughs> um is he a good backup sure i think we're okay at the guard spot though right if utah's getting a backup he's
3: not going to get a lot of playing time because donovan and mike they They can offset each other. Yeah. Dennis is going to come into a time where he
2: is going to play a more significant role. 4086. Why on earth would the Celtics retire Dave Cowens' jersey for him? (laughs) That's Dave Cowens. He's got to be ticked right now. Poor guy. Um, Okay. What else went wrong, Eric? NCAA and Baylor. All right. North Carolina. Makes up classes for athletes to be able to get through and pass so they can qualify academically to play sports. No violation. We're good. Kansas. Uh, A freshman is allowed to sleep on the couches of players. That's it. Probation. You guys are in deep trouble. Levy down some uh, punishment here. Kid wants to make a YouTube channel, you know, and, and promote what he does on YouTube. Violation. You're suspended for the season unless you delete your YouTube channel. Baylor. Uh, Sexual assault allegations made against students, including football players. Uh, Thanks to Art Bryles. NCAA. You're fine. I don't get it, man. Now, they did get punished. It was like a $5,000 fine and they're on probation for like three years. But... I just – it's un, it's unreal.
3: The NCAA, it's been a hot mess for a long time, and they know it. They've finally come into this realization. They're having meetings this summer about changing their constitution how they govern. Yeah. And I think that we've seen this with movements with the SEC and now how other conferences are trying to pivot and, and to react. Uh, I think we're getting to a time and an era when conferences are the ones who – do their own um, punishments. They're doing their own enforcement. Here's and the, the NCAA says, okay, these are the rules we're all going to play by when you actually play games just so we don't have one conference playing a different style of basketball yeah. than another. So these are the rules to how to play the game. This is the clock. This is the length of the three-point line. Everybody has five fouls, whatever. Beyond that, Govern yourselves. Like we, the NCAA might still be involved in in championships for a lot of Olympic sports. Maybe even still try to stay involved with men's and women's basketball. But who knows? That might even be going away.
2: According to Mark Shawblack and Paul Levine of ESPN.com. The incidentally said the committee considered charges in three specific incidents of alleged or threatened violence, end quote, on those, by football players that weren't reported by members of the football staff, which the enforcement staff had alleged were impermissible benefits. The panel, the statement says, found that those instances were of non-reporting did not constitute impermissible benefits to football student-athletes because of a campus-wide culture of non-reporting. That culture was driven by the school's border a broader failure to prioritize Title IX implementation, creating an environment in which faculty and staff did not know and or understand their obligations to report allegations of sexual and interpersonal violence. Because the culture of non-reporting was not limited to cases involving student-athletes, the panel could not find that these instances resulted in impermissible benefits. What in the world, Eric? This This is bonkers. I just read that again. Um... That the environment in which faculty and staff did not know and/or understand their obligations to report allegations of sexual and interpersonal violence. Dude, oh, I'm sorry. You don't know I'm how to report being sexually violence? violated, but I don't know how to report that, so I'm gonna leave it there. It's oh. not. I don't know how to do that. Holy smokes!
3: It's
2: sad. That's, that is that's horrible. Terrible. What went wrong, NCAA and Baylor? I'm going to throw up. 5308. Just realized that Merrill got traded? Going to such a uh, going to such a young and talented team is awesome for him, super stoked. Yeah. So are we? Yeah, I think so that are we.
3: Uh, we agree that he he should have more opportunity in Memphis than what he had in Milwaukee. Great to be a part of that culture, great to be a part of that coaching staff and development that they do, but as far as actually getting time on the court, like he just he
2: just wasn't seeing a
3: lot of light.
2: No, he wasn't. And An opportunity there. Yeah. there and and there wasn't was going to be, by the way. Not with DeFincenzo, Pat Connaughton, Jerry Holliday. Just there was not going to be any minutes for him at any point. one uh, 5 Do you think LeBron and Dennis didn't get along? Yes. I think that's a possibility. Yeah. LeBron's the GM. Like, let me make that clear. In Miami, in Cleveland, in LA, he's the GM. It's his call. I mean, Mike Brown, David Block getting fired is because of LeBron James. Um, Eric know like Eric Spolster got along just because they won two championships. They went to four straight championship games and they won two of them. If they lose two in a row, dude, Eric's gone because of LeBron. So, yeah, I'd go with that. I think Kuzma's another one that maybe got the LeBron chopped too. Which is unfortunate. Could be. Yeah, I, you're right. He's uh, he's totally
3: changed the uh, athlete-recruiter uh, influence on the game. I agree. I, I mean, the athletes recruit each other all the time. They're always talking, hey, man, it'd be great if we could play together at some point. But LeBron has definitely taken it to a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Uh, For- and the teams he's been on have been like, okay, man, we're turning it over to you. Yeah. And we may not agree with it, may not really like it, but more often than not, it's worked out yeah. that he gets a team to the championship. Maybe not to win, but they get to the championship,
2: uh, to the NBA Finals, I should say. Uh, 4086, how much time will Nemi and Sam get this year? I think Nemi gets more minutes than Sam. I agree. Sacramento did... Uh... They have added some centers
3: to their roster, so ne- uh, Nimi will have some competition there. But I think I think he's more likely to get minutes in regular game time than Sam will. I think there will also be a team that will have a lot of games where they are playing from behind and uh, just checking out their roster. So uh, I think that Nimi will get more opportunities to see the court. I hope Sam... Fits in well with uh, with Memphis. That's a uh, an exciting young team, as the Jazz saw in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Um, and I think he'll fit in there. I think he'll fit in there well. But there's other, quite a few other guys, kind of his size and
2: style that are ahead of him. I, uh, yeah, and I think even with the signing of some of the, I think they got two big men over there in Sacramento. Now they added on with. Nimi's looks so good in summer league. It's hard to ignore it. And the way he's, he's just like vibing with the guards on pick and rolls and fast break, the way he's running the court, the way he's playing defense, it's hard, hard to ignore Eric right now, what he's doing. It's really impressive. It is. Yeah, it is. They, I was reading
3: some publications there in Sacramento area, uh, and just their evaluation of how he's doing. Certainly a lot of the attention is on Mitchell there, which is deservedly so he's been fantastic. But there's been a lot of positive press about Nimi as well. Um, and just uh, how how he's coming along. And they like how vocal he is on the defensive side, kind of calling things out. And uh, just how active he is. How uh, he can sprint up the court. So, some real positive reviews of uh, Nimiya Keda so far. By the way, the game did go final in double overtime. Miami 97, Memphis 94. Woo. Sam did not... <coughs> <clears throat> make any more uh, buckets. I don't think he really saw any time in the double overtime. So he ends the game with three points, two assists, four rebounds, and one steal, and finishes with a plus ten, which actually is the the best plus minus for the entire Memphis Grizzlies who participated. What did he shoot again? He was one for five overall, one for four from three. Okay. Mm. It's not bad. Uh, four zero eight six. What numbers are they wearing? Um, I don't know what their numbers Neenie are. is eighty eight.
2: a weird number. I
3: don't know about Sam. It's a good question. Can't answer it. I don't know,
2: but we'll try to find it out. Um. Yeah. I. uh hope Sam plays a little bit better. <laughs> I hope he gets more minutes, more rotational. He just needs minutes. That's, I mean, that's what he's there for. And if you're benching a guy for, jeez, most of the game, what's the point of bringing him in? Or bringing him in? You think he sees a lot of G League?
3: Sam? Yeah. He'll probably spend some time in the G League. I imagine he probably would. Makes sense. Just to give him playing time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd be on Man. I, uh... I do hope that Namish does get some NBA regular season time. I just think he can fit in well. I I, I can't tell you enough how impressed I've been just with the little bit I've seen him on the court. Just IQ, both defensively and offensively. He looks like he's in great shape, too, which is really impressive. Um, He gets to the rim good uh, defensively. He's been very aware. We talked about that already. So... Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see, uh, I about it was Javel. nemish <laughs> Wow. Can you me minutes, don't. Don't. Don't.
3: Javel, huh? Don't,
2: dude. I don't have the freaking energy for this.
3: He's one of the rare guys who uh, got has a gold medal and his mom also has a gold medal. He's a gold medalist. He's an NBA champion. Can't diss on Javel. JaVel McGee, that is. Javel McGee, really? <laughs> uh, by the oh, way, man. Sam Merrill was wearing the number 25 for the Memphis Grizzlies in the Summer
2: League. Oh, good for him. Good stuff. <clears throat> uh, all right, so we probably got to go to break. We'll come back. Uh, we got to talk to... Which one are we talking to first? Newbold? Yes. Yeah, Newbold. Talk to John Newbold, voice of the Scabby Bobcats. Chess and football with him. Or yeah, chess and football both on the field and we're gonna chess some fantasy with him. I want to know some of the rules. Um I just feel like there's some guys cheating. Um and I like to get this taken care of. And he stuff. is the commissioner of our fantasy football. Great, league. so he's screwing over me and benefiting you. That's awesome. It's great commissioning. Hey, Roger Goodell. David Stern, how would he be? Huh? Bet you likes that. For now on, his new name is John Stern. John Stern? Yes. Wow. Okay. (laughs) All right. Dude, he really does rig those things and benefit from you. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He rigs those things so bad. You can't do that. Yeah, he can. How? Dude, I've tried a couple times to get guys off of waivers, and I'm on the waiver before you are, and somehow you still get them. So you tell me how you, it's not being rigged. I already plucked him away before you even made your selection. You're behind me on the waiver wire. You can't. Okay. There we go. Yeah,
3: John, you got some explaining to do. All right, so uh, Skyview Bobcat preview with Hurricane John Newbold and also a little bit later on talking about the Ridgeline Riverhawks with Dave Simmons who calls a play-by-play for Ridgeline. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press.
1: Hey, golfers, Victory Golf Works, Cash Valley's only premier indoor golf facility wants you to play your best golf by getting fitted for the right clubs. With all major equipment brands available like TaylorMade, Callaway, Ping, and Titleist, you can be sure you'll find the right clubs at the right price. Receive personal golf lessons and club fitting from PGA Pro Tom Davidson. Gift cards for any amount are available to use toward any product or service. Victory Golf Works, 1077 West, 130 South in Logan. Visit VictoryGolfWorks.com. What's the deal with the Dan Patrick Show?
10: Dan Patrick. You're still fighting for Tiki Barber to get in the Hall of Fame. I'm not even actually a fan of Tiki Barber, really, but his stats suggest
6: he's a Hall of Famer. His stats blow away Marshawn Lynch. Okay,
10: because that's the debate now. Marshawn Lynch is retired. Yes, he. If Pete Carroll had just given the ball to Marshawn Ooh. to run in, instead of throwing that pass, we wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a question that he's a Hall of Famer. Okay.
0: Dan Patrick. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
4: public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
0: It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
3: Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric France and Aj Salvison. What's your fantasy football team name? Well, okay, so right now... is this kind of gone all over the place? You've,
2: no. You've changed no, it. I haven't changed it Didn't yet. Did you
3: seem to act like it's the no, team name's fault why you lose?
2: I haven't changed it yet. I'm looking for listeners to help me make a new team name. We got some good suggestions yeah, a while ago. Yeah, we did. We did, and we need some more again. I need suggestions for a new fantasy football team name. Maybe... Uh, we got screwed. Or John Stearns. That's what I'll call him. IJ saucy Sauce. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe I'll call it Nuts and Bolts. <laughs> you
3: were really struggling with that the other night.
2: No, you just misunderstood what I was so trying I to say. We
3: all misunderstood.
2: <laughs> Very scary. <laughs> all speaking right. of John Stearns, is he on with us? The commissioner is yeah, with I'm us. There. Yeah. Oh, I love how he's like, yeah, I'm here. I hear you. Hey, I, uh, I've, <laughs> I've heard you're complaining. I, I just want to know if there's going to be, because Roger Gordell hears complaints, David Stern heard complaints, and they didn't do jack about it. I just want to know are you going to do anything about it?
9: Well, I had no idea about any of this. Uh, complaining that you didn't get certain waivers. The paperwork wasn't turned in on time, and so we couldn't do anything in the league office about it.
2: Look, this is very simple. I just want to know I'm going to be treated fairly and that we're all going to have a fair shot that you're not going to favor Eric Look, on no, all the waiver wise. Isn't
3: there a process if you have a complaint? or? a
2: No, there's no process. It's just you text just John. Mes- leave a message. There's yeah, no, you, you, you. That we I, can all the see. Commissioner's door
9: is always open, Eric, and you know that because you've been in the league for. Oh my the, gosh! For the very start, Michael Scott <laughs> top had a rough year, but he'll be back. I I know that, that that he always picks himself up off the mat, so he'll be back. I'm not concerned. But again, the paperwork last year wasn't filed in time, and we didn't see it in the league office, so we couldn't do anything about the waiver wire. <laughs>
2: As eight zero zero three tells us, bend over here it comes again. If, yeah, it fits that's right. If you're gonna get hosed, and it's, I'm, I'm gonna get <laughs> hosed. Hey, uh, John, this this Skyview football team, uh, it was crazy when we were talking to uh, Coach Hal. Forty six and three in the last four years. Those three losses have been in the state playoffs. What has stood out to you as you covered the Bobcats for as long? What has stood out to you about this dynasty of a high school football team?
9: Well, I mean, the first thing is is that they they had talent I mean that's the first thing you can't overlook what the the kids were able to do. They just were talented kids obviously, Coach Hal and his coaching staff took over what coach Ander had Coach Ander always had success when he was the coach there at Skyview, and they just couldn't get over that mental hump I guess or whatever to get into state championship games but coach Hal took them to a next level but I think the kids out in the northern part of the valley they just have bought into the system and they, they they expect to do well and they've always had great crowds at Skyview too they packed the house for home games I mean they've only had one loss in the last couple of years they're in home uh, in Smithfield so I think it's just a winning tradition that they've built. It, it's kind of like what we saw when uh, Coach Favera was at Logan. They just they just win state championships the last couple of years for Skyview. Logan had a winning tradition as well when Favero was there.
3: And, John, I think the biggest thing of note, too, is this Skyview team has been doing it, even though they've had several different coaches o- over the, that span. Andrew yeah, was having I, success, and you know, Howell's had success, and now uh, – Daniel Robinson in, in the middle there he was having success too so it's not just you know one guy shows up and turns things around It's, it's it, there's a culture there.
9: Yeah and you know a lot of it is uh, Coach Anders known for his offense for sure and then Cam Johnson his defensive coordinator at Skyview they had some great defensive players there with Colton Durant, Max Christensen on the defensive lines and then Danilo had a defensive background he came in and the defense even played better, and last year under Coach Howell, under that undefeated state championship team, the Bobcats had the number one defense in 4A uh, when it came to points allowed. So, and and really looking at this team this year, that's what's going going to carry the Skyview Bobcats at least at the start of a season, because that's where they have the most returning starters with seven on the defensive side of the ball. So that might have to carry the the uh, the team. Overall, the first couple of weeks of the season until the offense gets their footing.
2: What is it for Coach Hal? I mean, I know Eric brought this up to him, but you lose Mason Falls if they get Isaac Larson. Now that they don't have Isaac Larson, who's the one kid who stands out who could be something like an Isaac or a Mason Falls that could be their all-around guy? Well... <clears throat> yeah, I
9: heard. I heard Coach Hal talk about what his thoughts were, and, and, and mentioning Cole Waterson, and you know they they, they want to use him a little more. But uh, Rex and uh, Rex Davis, who does the the color commentary for the Skyview Bobcats, that does the broadcast with me, we talked about it after we heard Coach Hal and the interview guys did with him, and and we just feel like you you just can't replace guys like that. I, I mean. Isaac Larson obviously had a great year last year. Mason Falsworth was just, they're, they're athletes that are next level athletes. Cole Watterson's a fantastic athlete. And I, I i, I don't want to put any extra burden on him or any of the other players to like say that, Oh, you have to replace, you know, Isaac Larson or something there's not going to be someone like that, but I think it's going to have to be more of a collective thing for the Skyview Bobcats. I, I like Reed Wild, Rex, and I really like Reed Wild, the, the running back, and he's been playing on the defense at linebacker and on the D line a little bit. And we we really like Reed Wild too. I think he's a guy that could be an impact player. And you can't forget Kimball Jackson. He plays tight end and also on the D line, and he's a guy that's a big big boy up front, and he can do some damage too. I think all three of those guys are could, can be major contributors, but I don't think you can really replace an Isaac Larson or a Mason Fossil this year. I don't think the Bobcats have that one next-level guy yet. We'll have to see if in the season they progress to that, but I don't think they have that one guy like they have in the past.
3: Hurricane John Newbold joins us. He's the play-by-play voice of the Skyview Bobcats and a full-court press alum. Let's not leave that out. And John, let me ask you, the, the biggest obstacle for Skyview this year? is it internal with personnel just getting the same level uh, a high level of of competitiveness like they've seen the last few years or is it uh like ridgeline for example who looks like they're making some big strides and could be one of the top teams in this region
9: well you and you took the two answers i had (laughs) when you started the question but um yeah i think those are the two biggest obstacles really i I don't know which one would be greater, but I, I think definitely Ridgeline in the region, and, and Coach Chow mentioned it too. Like Caden uh, Cox is the best quarterback in the region by far, and probably in the state, especially in 4A. He for sure he's the best quarterback in the state. Um, you could argue with 6A they might have some better ones because they recruit out of state, but. For a Caden Cox's man, and, and Ridgeline's a great program, a great team, but yeah, internally I think for Skyview too, that will be an obstacle, they'll have to raise their level of play, and I think that, the, like Coach Child talked about, uh, the more players are coming out, the expectations there, they've had most uh, their most players come out for football after the success they've had the last couple of years, and so the depth is there. But under the lights, can that team perform at the level that they need to? So I think internally, the guys that have had the experience, can they lift the others up to those championship expectations that the, the northern part of, uh, of the Valley has at Skyview? And obviously in region, I mean, Ridgeline's a huge obstacle for anyone in the state as far as I'm concerned.
2: Tell me about your thoughts on the two region, one class. I mean, every other class has at least – Three regions in each of its, you know, I guess in each of its class, yeah. but and there's only two in four A. Uh, is this weird? Do you like it? Do you hate it? I think the high school association did a big disservice to
9: four A. I mean, it's terrible to think that uh, you look at five A. This and most of those schools are schools that were in four A last year that Skyview and Ridgeline played against, and and the other teams in the valley there's 33 schools in 5A, there's 13 in 4A. I just think it's a disservice because when you get to the playoffs in any athletic event, we're not just talking football here, but basketball and soccer for boys and girls and, and all that. When, when you get into those situations for state tournament pairings, I think it's, it's tough no matter, because I love the RPI system. I really do. I think it, it's great. But when you get into the playoffs, what do you do? Because, You're you're basically, you're either playing a region foe in the playoffs in the first or second round, or you're traveling to St. George, or St. George has to come up here from region 10. And I just think that's a disservice to the schools and, and the student athletes, because I thought the big thing with the high schools athletic association, I thought that they were always concerned when they did realignment about travel purposes. But in 4A, I guess they didn't consider that because you've got north versus south.
3: It couldn't get any, any farther in how no. they put that together. Uh, John, a question posed to us, not necessarily a question, but somebody to be pointed out. This is on our Morgan's text line from 2603. Uh, Jackson Sundstrom is a Skyview football player to keep an eye on as well. Plays receiver, safety, and kicks. Yeah,
9: and, and, and Jackson, the thing with Jackson, too, I played with his dad, Dan Sundstrom, uh, at Skyview, and Dan helps coach. Uh, but Jackson's another player too because he's a big tall guy uh receiver wise, just like Trey Nyman was last year. Good slot receiver and he did play safety last year. And I know that's Coach Hal's philosophy is is on defense is to continue to rotate players through so that they have so many guys at ex uh, in experience, give them experience and depth on those. But yeah, Jackson Sumstrom's a great athlete. Uh, he runs track and field as well. He he's a multi-sport guy. And last year he helped with the the kicking game too because Caseen Erickson, is a, is a player that the the kicker and uh, place kicker. He got injured a little bit. He was dealing with injuries last year. And I'm glad that the Guild Mortgage text line brought that Jackson Sunstrom up because it reminded me of I I wanted to mention Caseen Erickson because he's such a weapon on special teams. He he's coming into the season, guys. Fifth overall in the state record books with 170 PATs for his career, and he can break this the single, uh, well, the the career record if he he's let's see 170 219s the the record for a, a, a place kicker for PATs in a career, uh, and he can pass that. He had 56 PATs last year, and if he does the same kind of thing this year, then he'll be the all-time Leading PAT kicker for the state of Utah.
2: Wow, that's awesome. That is impressive. Hey, I just want to rewind. I, I want to make sure I heard right, and this is no disrespect, but did you say you played football?
9: Oh, well, okay. That was a big stretch, actually. I was on the team at AJ. I can bring you the photo. I didn't, I didn't, uh, well, I don't know how to put it. I didn't really grow until college. How's that? And so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think on the roster that I have at Ogden when Skyview played at Ogden, it was five foot seven, one fifteen. Oh <laughs> you're a string. Yeah, I I I wasn't real big. So no, I didn't play. I was actually the tackling dummy for Dan Sundstrom, Jackson's dad. Cody Stokes, It he, he was helped coach his his sons came through the program. I was the tackling dummy then, but I was on the team. I did get a... I have proof
2: that I did have a jersey, A.J. I'm not saying you didn't. I just... When you said you played, I was like, hmm. Interesting. The things you learned. Yeah, exactly. On the full-court press. Hey, I do got to ask. Uh, September 17th in Smithfield, Ridgeline, Skyview. Again, I believe not just 4A, not just Region 11, but all state eyes will be on that game. What has that rivalry been produced as? I mean, or is it considered a rivalry? And how... I mean, how much attraction has it gained now with Ridgeline and Scabby based on the quality of the two programs? Well, it's
9: a huge rivalry. I mean, if you look at record-wise, then I guess you can say, okay, it's not a rivalry because Ridgeline hasn't won, but I would dispute that to the X amount that you can because it's a rivalry, and it, it didn't help with the way things turned out last year. Uh, in the regular season at Ridgeline, there was a few errant whistles that didn't go Skyview's way on uh, some muffed punts, some fumbles. The officials viewed it differently. And then I know that obviously the field goal at the end that won it for Skyview, whether it was good or not, you know, if you talk to some, if you talk to Ridgeline fans, it was wide left or wide right. If you talk to the Skyview fans and, those who were on the field it was good so that added to it and then of course the fact that ridgeline didn't get an rpi that should have had skyview and ridgeline in the state championship and they had to meet uh, earlier than that at skyview the way it turned out and then unfortunately caden cox breaks his leg on just a kind of to me from our vantage point a freak tackle it's just awful It was great to see Caden get back on the the basketball court as quick as he did. But, yeah, it's a rivalry, A.J., or A.J., and that game's going to be – I mean, that game's going to be crazy. I don't know how they're going to – the fire marshals won't be happy. Let's put it that way. It's going to be standing room only.
2: Hey, John, how can people listen to your game, and uh, where can they tune in on it, especially where can they watch it at?
9: Well, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and, of course, we'll be streaming on – Uh, dot cashvalleydaily.com, I believe, will have all the links for uh, all the high school games, but especially for the Skyview Bobcats, it should be a a great season as they open up against uh, 6A Harriman this Friday night.
3: John, one last question. Uh, This is another point brought up on our Guild Mortgage sex line from 4034. Skyview hasn't lost to an in-valley team since 2014. Dude, that's unreal. Not sure that ends this year and has become a mental hurdle as much as anything.
9: Yeah. Well, they've had success it's it's been one of those things like like i said it you have to go back to the the Logan days where uh coach Faverro was there, and they didn't lose much to anyone in the region if anyone at that time they maybe lost a game or two to mountain crest but that's about it though those days, probably when a j was playing but uh yeah it's it, it's a it's gonna be crazy to see those numbers. I know Skyviews won like 24 out of, I, I don't have my notes in front of you, but I think 24 of the last 25 home games they've won. They've won six straight home openers. I mean, the, the, they've got a lot of crazy numbers out there in Smithfield that are in their favor.
2: Hey, really quickly, before I let you go, I got to ask about Coach Howell. It, it's interesting when, when Coach, uh, Danilo, is that what his name was? Robinson? Yeah, uh, Danilo yeah. Robinson. When he had left, everyone kind of said, well, okay, this is where they take a step back. It was the coaching that got him here. Well, Coach Howell comes in, and it's just the train keeps rolling. What has Coach Howell been able to do or keep or sustain that has allowed this team to continue to succeed? Well, I I
9: think with what Coach Howell does, I think that he's – Danilo was, at least from my relationship with him and what I saw from him, he's more of a quiet leader. Danilo was, but that's just what I observed. Coach Hal, I feel like he he has got more energy with the kids and gets them lifted up because both were great defensive minds with Danilo and then with uh, Coach Hal. And I think that's just the thing with Coach Hal. He's surrounded himself with some great coaches. They get along well, and he kept that continuity there. And uh, they just, I, I just think that that's what he brings. Aj is that he just brings more of a energy with the kids and he's, he, I feel like he was more vocal than Danilo was and not that it's bad that Danilo because uh, Danilo was great. I just feel like coach Hal, that's what Tope does. He, he just, he has more of that vocal part of him and, and he just brings that energy and the kids feed off of it.
3: Well, John, uh, best of luck to you and your broadcast. We're excited to see the broadcasts uh, this year. Um, and uh, we're, we're confident you and Rex will get it figured out, all the technicalities and making sure the right cords are plugged in the right places and the right buttons get Just pushed. Just
2: move the camera to where the ball is at. That's all we're asking you to do. We don't need to see Rex in hey, his long, flowing hair. I don't now. need to see, look at John Newbold <laughs> and his face and like wearing his old high school jersey. Hey, I I don't, I don't, I don't even have that jersey anymore. Oh, that's
9: baloney. go get another one from him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he goes back like, "Hey, do you guys have this number by chance? chairs? This was retired yeah, a long I, time ago, and I just want to like, make hey, sure." it's... Do you still
9: have that number? No, it has too much mud on it. I told you I was a tackling dummy. There's too
2: much blood.
9: I couldn't get it out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, thank you, my man. Thanks for your time, John.
3: Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow at noon so I can figure out those buttons. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Another training tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. Thanks, John. Hurricane John Newbold. Uh, Oh, I forgot to ask him. He's been doing this for a long time. I wanted to get his number, how long he's been involved with high school broadcasts. I think he posted on social media earlier, was it last week? Nine years, isn't it? Well, he was a color analyst before that, so I think it's been like... For
2: who? Who was the broadcaster?
3: uh, He was on with Evan Nyman, I
2: believe. Oh, it was Evan. Yeah. So, 15 years, I think. Holy cow, dude. Yeah. So he was doing that, producing your guys' Aggie game broadcast. He was here like day and night. And he was part of the full court press. He, he never went home. <laughs> he lived here. Wife had to just be so livid with him. Uh, all right. right, uh, let's. I don't, do we just keep going? Let's just run into it. Well, yeah, we're just going to run right into uh, Ridgeline football here. We're going to talk to Dave Simmons, who is the voice of the Ridgeline Riverhawks. His color analyst is Nick Zollinger. Great broadcast. Had a chance to uh, listen to their scrimmage. Really good to see these guys in scrimmage. And they look sharp. Caden Cox. Looks reset, he looks healthy, he looks focused. This Ridgeline team, and I know I'm going to get a lot of grief for this, but this Ridgeline team, I think, is the team to beat in 4A. Not just Region 11, but in 4A. With the loss of Isaac Larson for Scavu, who really did so much for that Bobcats team, uh, hard to argue against that. Uh, and so we're going to get Dave Simmons on here. I, I mean, I'm i intrigued to ask him, you know, all the talk is about Kencock should be... Rightfully so. Who are other guys that we need to be watching out for for Ridgeline football? And they got a tough schedule, by the way. Um, And that's something that uh, Coach Travis Cox wanted to do is he wanted to make sure that his kids played a tough schedule that prepped them for not only region play, but also for the state tournament. And I think that's a really good way to look at it. I think it's a good mindset. And again, if these guys can stay healthy, they could be really, really good here and Maybe even be fighting for one of those top three seeds, top two seeds, I should say, uh, in the 4A class. Again, it, it's different this year. Only two regions in the 4A class, which I absolutely just hate. There's no mediator between Southern Utah and Northern Utah. It's just two regions, and that bothers me. But nonetheless, I think that uh, gives kind of a more of an opening for a team like Ridgeline. And uh, Eric, I'm really excited about this Ridgeline squad. And there's, I mean, so much potential in this team that they could... I, if I dare say it, they can maybe run the table with what they've got coming back. Well, you're right. It is an exciting team. They've got
3: a lot of exciting players coming back. Uh, a great coach who um, definitely knows what he's doing. And uh, we've got a broadcast crew that know what they're doing too. Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger called the play-by-play for the uh, Riverhawks on 104.5 The Ranch and also will be streaming on the CashValleyDaily.com. They actually got really our first good look at how to do these new uh, broadcasts and uh, Nick and uh, and Dave are with us now. And guys, don't ask them both. I don't I, think this is. They're both go well. with us, so I got to ask you them. How was a... uh, how was your maiden voyage on the <laughs> on the interwebs?
12: Well, it was uh, definitely an
8: adventure. <laughs> the boat was rocking a time or two. We didn't go down. We never did capsize, but we had a lot of fun with it.
3: <laughs> well, you you already pushed the limits of what we thought we could do. Nick was down on the sidelines talking to coaches and players and uh, integrating right into Isn't the broadcast. Basically- that was cool.
8: He was basically trying to play down there. At one point, he would, the whole time he was on the field, I'm like, you probably should move. You're like right in the play. Like, nah,
2: Zollinger's walking in like he's a coach. He's like, no, I coach the defensive backs. What are you talking about? I'm supposed to be here. That's what
8: it looks like. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> hey, Dave, this team has so, – I mean, look, they're the cream of the crop. Let's be honest this year with what they got coming back. It's led by Caden Cox. But the question I wanted to ask you guys uh, is – who is another player that we haven't talked about both on offense and defense that could stand out this season?
12: Nick, do you want that one? Yeah, I mean I think the two kids I would want to talk about on offense are uh transfer Braylon Majors and No running back Noah White. Noah White obviously a returning starter, but sometimes gets a little bit overlooked in that high powered offensive uh passing game of the rip of the Riverhawks, but Noah looks good this year. He looks strong. He's running north and south. Um, the up front is going to be a question with the line, how well they can open those holes and how well they can protect Caden Cox. But Braylon Major is a transfer from uh, from Box Elder, actually. Box elder. Um, you know, he's looked good in camp and at passing league. Uh, he's electric. He's got open field speed that is as fast or faster than Joe De Mooney. So he's he's an adequate replacement for that slot. Slot wide receiver position, which they were uh, in in need of for to kind of solidify that offense. So those are the two kids on offense. I, I don't know. I'll let Dave talk about the defense. I guess.
8: Well, one thing about Braylon coming and this with always at the risk because when, when you have a kid that plays, it's you, you got. I try to be careful that people aren't thinking well, I'm just talking about my kid. But Strat is a boot, is a strong weapon on that on that offensive side, and when you've got a guy that comes in like Braylon. And then that whole receiving core, Jackson Olsen, uh, Jr., he's played quarterback kind of growing up, but he looked really good in the summer, too, along with guys like Landon Kimball and Peyton Knowles. I know Coach Cox is really excited about him on the tight end position. And think about that. I mean, you can't double any of those guys. So with, with Braylon coming, um, it's going to let Strat not have to worry about some doubles that he might have had to worry about in, um, without him if that makes sense. So, I think offensively, it's a pick-your-poison type of a situation. Noah Noah White looks as strong, according to Coach Cox, looks as strong and as fast and he's healthier than he's ever been, which should be a little bit scary
12: for other teams in the region.
3: So, um, you guys, uh, you were there at the scrimmage. You, you've been paying real close attention to this team, obviously. You've, you're incent- you've got an incentive to watch them really close, Dave, as you've got a, a boy right. that's on the team. But, uh, this is a team that, as we mentioned, has a lot of weapons coming back offensively, um, but defensively, what kind of disruptors are there? Is this a team that's just going to take an offensive position, we're just going to overpower you and outscore you, or are they going to be balanced?
8: So I think Coach is excited about the defense. He he has a lot of speed there. Not a lot of, not a lot of big dudes playing on the defensive side, but a lot of speed, especially in the linebacking corps. The only player that we know of right now that will go both ways is Stratt Simmons. Um, So that's good. It gives you. you, Last year they had a lot of guys playing both ways, which can be a little tricky. Now, as the the course of the season goes on, maybe we'll start seeing some other guys um, come from that offense. Maybe Braylon Majors will, will play a corner spot. I know he has grown up playing corner, I've heard. But as of right now, Stratton's only one that's going to start both ways. So the guy, to me, to, that should be really, really good this year is Will Booth. Will Booth, they move from the from a defensive end position to a middle linebacker. They want him to be able to go either way, and, and uh, meaning the, the width of the field. And I think you're going to see Will Booth have a really big year this year.
2: Look, Caden Cost can do everything. We know that very well. But what is something you want to see him, if there is anything, and I know you're going to have to get nitpicky here, what is something you want to see him improve upon going into the season? Punning. <laughs> <laughs> we saw him pun a little bit during, uh, during the scrimmage. Do you think that's going to become a normality? For sure. He's going to punt. Um, they're going to punt out of the
8: shotgun a lot um, just for the sake of not having to They'll keep guys off on their heels, and we saw last year a couple of a, a couple of times where strap Simmons was the gunner, so to speak. But he would just run a, a quick in, and they were able to get first downs out of punt situations because those two just have that connection. So I think you're going to see I think you're going to see Ridgeline punt out of the shotgun. My guess is seventy five to eighty percent of the time. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, and then after that I don't know that they've really established who's gonna fund if they don't do that. I'm it be I've been told it could be strata, I've been told it could be there was one other guy I think they were looking at in that situation too, but no, I think that that um they'll find the quite a bit.
12: You know, going back to that question about Caden Cox, if I were to ask Coach Jeremy Livingston what's the one thing he would want him to approve on, I think Jeremy would would always go back to decision-making. Anytime I hear Jeremy get a little wound up, it's on the decision that Caden makes with the reads that are out there in front of him. And I think this year, especially when uh, Dave asked his dad, Travis Cox, just from a coach's perspective, what has Caden done best this summer? And he, has, he mentioned his decision-making has been really solid. So, you know, I uh, he's a really good athlete. He's an extremely good Quarterback. This is his third year in the varsity uh, system, second year in Jeremy Livingston offensive, uh, being the offensive coordinator. So I'm, I'm, a, I got some high expectations for this offense led by Caden Cox.
3: Guys, I'm going to ask you the same. Oh, well, go sorry, ahead, Derek,
8: I had a conversation with Jeremy Livingston. He's the offensive coordinator for those who don't know, and and he was saying the things he can do with Caden now because of the growth he's had and, and just the the level of IQ he has as a quarterback are different than he's been able to do with any other quarterback so far. So he can put wrinkles into the system that normally he wouldn't be able to do at a a kid at a high school level. So I think you're going to see some things that um, will be pretty special out of Caden. If I had to get nitpicky, it's that they they are going to try to get out of Caden's hands as fast as possible. They don't want him getting into silly situations. But Caden's a tough kid where sometimes he's going to lower his shoulder, and that makes me a little nervous because, If there's one player that I really don't think they can they can afford to lose, it's him. You know he can't go down. The backup quarterback at the varsity level would probably be Jackson Anderson or I'm sorry Jackson Olsen, but he hasn't taken many reps. They are they are relying on Caden to be able to stay healthy and get the ball out of his hands and make good decisions quickly. Um, Sometimes when he's gonna if he gets flushed he's gonna go right immediately. Very rarely does he come left, in my mind. And if that's the case, he sometimes won't see that side of the the field. But think about it. I mean, he's been starting since since he's been a sophomore, as has multiple kids on this team, which is pretty impressive.
3: Guys, last question for me before we let you go, and I'll ask the same question I asked of uh, Hurricane John Newbold about the Bobcats. The biggest obstacle facing Ridgeline this year, is it – internally handling the expectation of what's being put on them right now or somebody like Skyviewus who has such a run of success in, in this region?
8: Well, For me, well, that's a good question, Eric. The expectations with this senior group have been really high for a long time. I mean, it's a group that has been playing at a very elite level, not only in football but in basketball and all the different things that they've done. They kind of expect that out of themselves. So so it's nothing really new to them, so I'm not sure that that's – I think it's just beat Skyview, you know, but don't take anything away. Logan's going to be a hard beat for a lot of teams. You know, Green, Canyon, Green Canyon's not a over Mountain Crest is going to be better. I, this is a good region, and and so I really – the thing I hope is that Ridgeline doesn't overlook anybody.
12: Nick, what do you think? And, yeah, for me, I'm going to say it's, it's depth. I mean, there's a handful of kids that if they get hurt or have injuries or miss significant time, Noah White, Strat Simmons, Caden Cox, any of those offensive linemen, I mean, it is going to be slim pickings as far as depth goes to replace those athletes. And I, I, that's my biggest concern for this team is, is team depth to – You know, avoid the avoid the catastrophic injury that that is kinda out there some season, so
2: Hey well guys, we look forward to having you uh or listening to you and watching you as well. Really quickly, where can people find you for the broadcast to watch and listen to? Well, we'll be
8: on the uh, FM dial one oh four point five. Um, I think it's for me check out the app. It's the the Ranch one oh four point five the Ranch app. The streams loud and clear, it really is good, but then Check us out on cashvalleydaily.com. Should, you should be able to – correct me if I'm wrong, but when we checked it the other week, you just go to cashvalleydaily.com and scroll down on that main page, and you should be able to find the live streaming for any of the games you're looking yep. for in the region. So yep. that's a lot of fun too.
2: Well, thank you guys. Greatly appreciate it. Have a great call. We look forward to hearing you from the season. You bet. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. See you. Uh, well, Dave Simmons, Nick Zollinger, they are a to. I love to listen them, dude. They're, They're so fun. good. And by the way, Nick has a really great career in football at Mountain Crest High School. He was one my days to take me to games and watch him, and I used to watch him closely, and he was a blast. Great crew right there.
3: Uh, quick time out on the full court press, and we come back some final thoughts. Behind Utah's most successful
7: businesses is a whole lot of technology making them run. Behind that technology is Les Olson Company, your local office technology partner. With everything from copiers and printers to IT services, and even computers and document management software, Les Olson Company has all the tools your business needs to do more. Need office technology? Partner with Les Olson Company. Visit lesolson.com tech.
4: Les Olson Company
0: Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390
3: AM. The Fan. A big thanks to John Newbold, Dave Simmons, and Nick Zollinger. Uh, By the way, we did get a text that came through during one of our segments here from 8003. Last year's game was crazy, but who is he kidding? Skyview versus Green Canyon is a real rivalry up north, and Ridgeline versus Mountain Crest down south. Absolutely. you're true i mean that's right there's a regional rivalry there but for what's on the line for the region championship and potentially a state championship it's shifted between skyview and ridgeline it's going to be fun to watch how both teams come together and some other teams too i think we're going to see some exciting football this year in region 11 i can't wait can't believe it's already here either that's that's a blast all right thanks for tuning in everybody we'll see you tomorrow